0: Welcome to Route 2 Adventure. I love this quote. This is, uh, it says, customer service should not be a department. It should be the entire company. Uh, Taylor Chastain said that. And, you know, it's a true quote. But I must say that many customer service departments are not serving the customer. They're just there to tell the customer that, you know what, your business really isn't that important to us. And that you should go tell someone who cares, because we certainly don't. Okay, that's not exactly true. But often, that's the perception. And to most people, perception is reality. You know, my podcast is about adventure. But most adventure involves purchasing the equipment and gear to go on the adventure. And that even includes gas for the vehicle food for the trip, no matter what we do at some point, customer service and sales touches our life. And it becomes a very important part of our life. Before I got into the RV world, I came from the backpacking side of things. And many of my outdoor gear purchases were made at places such as REI, And the local outdoor gear shops. You know, occasionally I'll go online to companies such as Backcountry, et etc. But in the early days, in the early days, I found the local gear shops would hire knowledgeable people who were gear junkies, just like me. Or you would get to speak to the owner of the shop who was very excited to share his or her knowledge and expertise. They were willing to take their time to fit you up to the right gear, uh, be those boots, packs, even the right tent. So what is the definition of a salesperson? Well, it's this. They are a consultant, a counselor, who through the right questions determines your needs and then fills your needs through their goods, products, or services. That is the definition of a salesperson. In the early days, this is exactly how many salespeople performed in the outdoor service industry, and especially the ones that I shopped. It was 1975 when I was with my brother, and we walked into the first REI store, well, the I think either of us had ever seen. It was in Berkeley, California. I was blown away by the vast products, but most importantly, the excitement of the people that worked there. They were excited to get to know you, get you into the backpacking scene that was basically sweeping the country. And they were so willing to answer questions as well as show you the products. It was just a cool time and a cool place to be. And the cycling industry back in those days, very, very similar. The shops were, uh, they were knowledgeable. The people that worked there were knowledgeable. And rather than just getting you on a bicycle and taking your money, they wanted to know about you. They wanted to know about what you currently ride. What experience were you looking to get out of the bicycle? It was consultative selling at its best, and it made you feel as if you were being educated, and most importantly, that you were being cared for. For me, I found a friend at the local shop, one who often knew my name, uh, at least upon the second or third visit anyway. Uh, I asked a business friend of mine not long ago. I said, why, why do you call the people that do business with you, why do you call them clients and not customers? And he said, well, Pete, he said, a client means that they are under our care. And a customer, a customer is someone that simply buys a product or service. He said, in our business, we care deeply about the people that make a purchase with us. Uh, because whether it's a one-time purchase or a long-term service, they are always under our care. They're always, they're always our client. What a fabulous mindset. I, I, I was blown away. I, I just, um, you know, he trained his team to have that mindset. And as he explained to me, he said his team represented his organization, that they were the first person his clients interact with and could possibly be the last person they interact with because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. He wanted each client to walk away feeling as if they were the company's only client. Wow. I mean, can you imagine if every retail store had that mentality, that kind of care for the customer or in his words, client? So what in the world has happened to customer service. I mean, it's one of the complaints that I hear most often. Uh, From the outdoor industry, RV industry, food, clothing, everywhere, people are saying that good customer service is almost non-existent. Think about that. Now, I have had my own personal experience with this and have my own conclusions as to, you know... Well, I've got my own conclusions as as well and those I intend to share with you as I always do. But one of the questions I ask myself is, are my expectations too high these days? Is this the way it is? And should I just get on with it? What could I do about it? You know, possibly I should just stop doing business with them and tell as many people as possible to not shop with that company or individual. Well, in my personal experience, I have found that customer service in many areas has indeed gone downhill. And in some instances, it's uh, sadly non-existent. So it, most recently, well, most recently, I I had a little bit of an event, and uh, uh, it, it's one that uh, it it kind of took me by surprise because I'd done business with this organization a lot over the years. But anyway, I'd purchased two fold-up chairs for my wife and I, and it was from a reputable outdoor company, like I said, one that I do business with often. When I got the chairs home, my wife did not like the feel of the chair, so I decided to return them the following day. And the person that, that did the return made me feel as if I had done something wrong and that they might not be able to give me a refund. My perception was they did not care for me or my business and that I had become a liability, not an asset. So I had a choice to make. And the choice I made was to take time out of my day. I was on my lunch hour. Take time out of my lunch hour and to speak to the manager. Which I did. I explained to the manager that I didn't appreciate the treatment, that I felt uh, some much needed customer service training was needed. I asked the manager, I said, How would you have handled the situation? After that conversation, it was my choice to whether I wanted to continue giving them my hard earned money. Remember, as a consumer, We have great power because we vote with our wallet. We vote to continue doing business or walk away and never do business with them again. Two years ago, my wife and I were shopping for RVs. And we hit several of the big RV dealerships as well as some of the smaller ones. We had a few models in mind. At one of Utah's largest dealerships, they require that you go inside the building and speak to a salesperson before they'll open up any units and let you browse. So when we met with a salesperson, uh, he immediately asked, are you going to buy today? I said, uh, no, we're, we're in the looking stage, but we did have a specific model in mind, and it's, it's on your lot that we'd like to see. He then asked, if we liked it, would we buy it today? (laughs) I said, no. Uh, It's a big purchase and one that would require my wife and I taking the time to discuss it. As I was holding my wife back from doing bodily damage to the individual, uh, (laughs) he not only frowned, but he groaned. And he mentioned that he was very busy, but he would show us a model or two. And my wife and I, well, I I think I caught her before she said it. I said, uh, you don't need to show us anything. We've made our decision to not do business with your dealership. Think of this. This man represented this very large dealership in such a poor manner. He should have been terminated. He indeed lost our business. And by the way, there was no manager on site or it felt as if they did not want me to speak to them. Uh, I mean, can you imagine that? It's absolutely mind-blowing to me. Well, they lost the potential of a very large sale, and in the end of the day, they lost our business forever. So in contrast to these poor customer service examples, I've also experienced great ones, as many of you have too. And we have to talk about the great ones. But it took many, many examples such as this to give me great concern, especially in the RV industry. That includes RV shows. Um, Anyway, back to the good example. So I was so pleased when I met this guy named Craig Dobson. Uh, He works at Airstream Utah. I uh, I was strolling through the lot. And my my wife wasn't with me. I was strolling through the lot. And he sees me and he introduces himself to me. And he asks these great questions. He genuinely wanted to know uh, how I was going to use an RV. Wow, I hadn't been asked that before. And uh, what did I know about Airstream? Well, I knew very little other than they were pricey. And, uh, he wanted, he said, you know, I, I want you to feel free to look in any of the units that we've got on the lot. And he asked, he said, do you prefer that I go with you in these units or would you rather look alone? And I said, you know, I'll just, I'll browse by myself, but if I have any questions, I'll, I'll come and get you. And he said, Hey, Pete, do you need anything to drink while you browse? Wow. I, I, I was instantly going, okay, it, this is good. Well, after I finished looking, he again met me and he, he, we discussed some options. Uh, he talked about the service department. He said, you know, what what are you going to be towing this with? Let's, let's talk about that. And as far as price, price came into the conversation only when I was ready to bring it up. Now, here's the coolest thing. The coolest thing was when the sales manager Uh, was Brad at the time. He asked if I'd gotten all my questions answered and then to make sure that I bring my wife in so that she could see some Airstreams. What? No pushy sales? Not from this team. And yes, we purchased our Globetrotter from Airstream Utah. And guess what? Greg still reaches out to me from time to time just to see how we're doing. Uh, Amazing. So, Are my expectations too high when it comes to customer service? No. I work very hard for my money, as do you. And when I'm going to do business with your organization, I expect nothing less than five-star customer service. As consumers, we should demand it. You see, who do I blame for poor customer service? I blame us. I blame the consumer. I blame the consumer for allowing the service to drop in the first place. We need to take our complaints to management and or the owner. And if they don't change, if we don't like the answers they give us after complaining, we need to stop doing business with them, period. Instead, we continue to put up with it. We continue to complain to others. Or we make an excuse that the employees that work there, they're probably making not much money anyway. Friends, please complain to the management and owners. It's the only way change will happen. We must vote with our wallet. We must be the change that we want in this world. It's... I got to tell you, I was in a store not long ago, and the music that they were playing um had foul language in it. I couldn't believe it i mean this this is a a store that has several several of their businesses, and uh I got a hold of the management and I said, Hey, <laughs> I don't think you're uh I don't think your customers are gonna appreciate this music that you've got playing over your system uh By the way, I had to make this call because the manager was not on site, but they gave me the number of the manager. The manager called me promptly back, said, Mr. Robinson, I made a call. We've stopped the music. And because we ruined your shopping experience, I am going to give you uh, a gift card for the store. See, it does make a difference when we take it to the management. So, you know, I also hear people say, I hear people say, We need to do business with local people. They deserve our business. Yeah, they do deserve our business, don't they? We should shop local. Should always give the local business first opportunity. But the same quality customer service rule should apply. Just because they're a locally owned business does not give them a free pass to provide poor service. In fact, I expect my local business to see The importance of serving the community, wanting to get to know its customer, and how best they can serve them. I feel the three most important questions a business should ask are this. What do you like? What would you like? And what don't you like? Personally, I love a shopping experience. And that starts the minute. I step foot out of my truck starts in your parking lot it starts with the appearance of your building the appearance of your team it all makes a difference and in a day of online shopping i feel the brick and mortar store needs to be even more professional and willing to serve hey I, you know i purchased a bicycle helmet from an online company and and i did that because my local shop didn't have the helmet i liked so um I went online like a lot of us do. The minute I got the helmet, I noticed that it had small damage done to it. Now, this was a Sunday. It was a Sunday when I opened the helmet, I should say. Uh, But I got online that Sunday and I actually received a return authorization that day. And I had my new helmet on the following Wednesday. No questions, no fuss, no muss. That was customer service, it was good customer service. And yeah, I've purchased from that online company again. You know, I always say this price is a one time issue, cost is a long term issue. I will pay a higher price in order to get the benefit of a quality long term service. I look at purchase as the start of a relationship, a long term relationship. And amazing that, I, you know, I continue to go into my favorite deli, they serve. Fresh produce on the sandwiches, the meat is incredible, the bread is outstanding. They provide a service with a smile, but are so much higher price than Subway or some of the chain delis. Good service is a long-term issue, and it sticks with me much longer than a good deal. And it's a great sandwich, so... (laughs) You know, I'm happy. Hey, I'm looking forward to some interviews in the coming weeks with two people who have worked in customer service and sales for many years. I I think it's important uh, to the podcast as we adventure outside. I think it's important to just our everyday being. So this show is important to me. I'm looking forward to them sharing their experiences as well as how we can help change the dynamic that seems to be prevalent in the customer service world. So, hey, retailers, if you're listening, get to know my needs by taking the time to get to know me. Hire people that will be ambassadors, quality representatives of the business that you spent big dollars to build. You spend thousands of dollars in advertising to just get me through your front door, only to lose my business by not caring for me and wanting to help me make the correct purchase. And you know what? I'm also tired of hearing your employees not saying, thank you, or you're welcome, but instead saying something like, no problem. I'm a problem? Wow. Let's get back to the basics, folks. I will always be the customer that takes up my issue with the manager or the owner before I say anything to anyone else. I will also be the customer that never returns after speaking to you and I don't get an apology or a call to action. Hey, as the old saying goes, you don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. Very true. So, over the next few episodes on Route to Adventure, we will be discussing customer service. Looking forward to those interviews. We're going to have some fun. But until next time, campers, flush the stinky slinky, hitch up, pull out the chocks, and get ready to roll because the best adventures are always the ones we never expect to take. See you next time on Route to adventure.